part two of this conversation with the Shaki, we get real about how it's important to realize that getting the PMP is not the golden ticket to the project manager role. It may take some time and taking an entry level role may be the first step to a fulfilling career in the field. Take a listen. You know, you and I know from tech, I'm in the Washington DC area, so it's the government contracting, very lucrative from the pay ban, but it also is contingent upon us having the experience. So do you have to have, or do you find that it's necessary to have a heart to heart that, hey, maybe, you know, in your role, it's moving into being a project manager in nonprofit, then maybe, you know, getting that experience and working and nonprofits, we know, sometimes don't have the same budget as a tech company or a federal contracting agency. Have you had to have that heart to heart with folks? Oh, absolutely. Continuously. I think there's been a lot of um, videos and a lot of chatter that you can become a project manage, manager overnight and instantly make six figures. <laughs> and that's just, that's just not necessarily the case. I'm sure that happened to somebody, but that's not everyone's story. So yes, you hit it right on the head. I definitely have had to have conversations that, you know, you may need to start off as a project coordinator, right? Mm -hmm. You may need to start off as a, an assistant project manager. Um, you know, you may need to start off in an administrative role and then pivot into project management. So yeah, so it's, it's definitely a very sobering conversation, but I like to be as honest and realistic as in, with individuals as possible. I, and I appreciate you saying that. So I might have to like have a, a you know, a, a, I want a Dr. Filipina moment, <laughs> but it's, I see people and I'm so proud of them because achieving the PMP is no easy feat. And they right. were able to craft their application, rightly so, because they did probably, we know that we're all, we're all project managers in the making. But then they feel that, okay, now that I have the PMP, I've arrived, surely it'll be a six-figure job. And when I look at their resume, it's still light in what those six-figure jobs are required. Is that a fair statement? Yes, yes, I think that is a fair statement. I, I definitely think that is a fair statement. So, you know, what my program really does is it's an introductory gateway for mm -hmm. women who want to pivot into project management, right? And mm -hmm. so I make it very clear to them, I'm teaching you fundamentals and basics of project management. You're gonna get exposure to a network of project managers some who have been, you know, project managers for less than a year, some who have been project managers for 20 plus years. And so they get to hear the stories of other individuals so they can get a full picture mm -hmm. that this isn't just an industry that you can jump into and you automatically make the six figures. And I agree with you, even with the PMP, especially if you... Um, you know, necessarily haven't managed those large scale multi-million dollar projects, it's not necessarily realistic to think that you're gonna instantly have a six-figure job. Now that's not to say that you can't one day obtain that. It's mm -hmm. very, you know, feasible, but it's not just automatic. So again, I try to be just extremely clear and, and, and very realistic with the women who come to me and say, hey, I'm interested in project management. And that's why I do the application process asking them, like, what is it that interests you about it? And if it's the salary, that's totally fine. There's no shame in that whatsoever. Right. We have to live and we have to eat and all of that good stuff. And we want to live, you know, lives that are enjoyable. 
but again, it's not a guarantee that you're instantly going to get six figures. So yeah, so I definitely, um, I concur with everything that you said. Okay, I, I appreciate that. And, and we both know it's not easy. I mean, more money, more problems. So, you know, it is not an easy role, even though you like to naturally, you know, you have the inclination to organize, you've got to work with all these people to also agree with the way that you organize. And it is the herding of cats, changing of minds. Uh, either you're influencing changing their minds or they change their minds and you have to work with that. And I don't think that that's always revealed in the training. You know, I'm right there in front of it at the PMP. You know, we talk about stakeholder engagement, but do we really talk about, have you ever had a, per, a you know, a business partner that they completely, they were your backer at the very beginning and now they're your biggest roadblock on your project. And when I have that candid conversation with people, we talk about how to navigate through that. And if you just talk about stakeholder, you know, management in generalities, it misses the point of how you, it is a constant nurturing of relationships, building relationships. It's not just using all of these charts and graphs and, and pretty templates. You have to work with people. Yes. And it is sometimes, especially for my educators, sometimes you're back in school <laughs> working with obstinate people. Um, like the kids sometimes were like, I don't want to do that. And you have to bring in your nurturing ability, your negotiation skills that uh, sometimes I think is glossed over because there is a lot of time. Now, the content has definitely changed and I, I'm super um, proud of the content creators and what PMI has done to put a lot of emphasis on the people aspect, servant leadership. Um, but I think the, the additional conversations need to be had that you don't just go in with a project charter and a project plan and you just manage to that. There's all these other things that it warrants why you get paid a lot of money because you have to be the soothsayer the <laughs> the mind reader uh, all of those things that I don't think sometimes people don't realize uh, is a part of a job and I can add to the stress of the job too yeah I love what you're sharing because that is the reality that's why I think you need all three of the E's, right? You need the education. You need to know what a charter is, but what do you do when someone doesn't want to contribute to the charter or they don't understand what a charter is or they're like, why are you creating this? What's the purpose? You're right. It's a lot of relationship building. Mm -hmm. You know, I always tell people the riskiest part of projects is the people. <laughs> you know, that, that's really the, the, the challenging thing, right? When it comes to project management is, is working with different people and one of the things that I did with the, the cohort one in week one, we talked about the role of a project manager. And we talked about what are some great traits that a, a good project manager needs to have. And so we talked about leadership. We talked about organization. We talked about all of these traits. And then their homework assignment was to identify one of those traits that you feel like you're weak in. And also find a resource that could have been a LinkedIn course, a YouTube channel, a podcast, anything, another, um, you know, a project manager, a senior project manager, find a resource and start talking through that weakness and how you can address that. And the reason why I gave them that homework assignment is because, yes, I can teach you about a charter. I can teach you about a scope document. I can teach you how to create a risk register, but 
I know from my experience as a project manager, the hurdle and the huge hurdle is going to be, like you said, is working through those conversations, working through those personalities, herding cats, influencing without authority. Those are some of the things that you only really learn by leading projects. That's why I think you need the experience piece, not just simply just the education. And then also the exposure, because one of our guest speakers, when she came, she talked all about how she navigates executive presence. She didn't talk about this is how you build a charter. You know, she didn't talk about the, the mechanics of, you know, a project plan. She really talked to the ladies about these are the challenges that I've had to overcome, whether it's imposter syndrome, whether it's being the only woman in the room, whether it's building relationships, whether it's, you know, having difficult stakeholders. And so that was the beauty of having these guest speakers come in because they all brought different aspects of their career the hurdles that they face, but also the solutions that they use to navigate those. Because I wanted to give the women a full picture, not just this is how you run and manage a project, but let's talk about some of those other challenges that you're going to have that maybe aren't necessarily talked through in some of, you know, these courses that you just jump in and take. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I know when I air this podcast, like there's going to be people knocking down your door, like, when can I get into your next cohort? But I, I will definitely leave time at the end to talk about that and kind of what the structure is and how many people you take in. But you reminded me of a story um, for me where when I explained to students about the project plan and how you need to get sign off, that's when you baseline it. And, you know, however you sign off, whether it's electronic ink signature, that's going to be dependent on your organization. And people right. just kind of look at me crazy. And I said, oh, don't be, don't get it twisted. I've been told a time or two what I can do with my project plan. Like for whatever reason, people don't want to be held accountable. <laughs> and then so they feel better. I'm like, but that's, this is what you need to know better practice. But let me tell you, I make sure I get that sign off so, at some point, because if there's any kind of audit, there is some kind of backtracing. My name is all over this plan. So I get that signature and you just work with it. But here's what you need to know theory wise. Here's what could happen politically, realistic wise. And people feel better when I do bring in the reality. And it's just you you have to have thick skin. And I, I don't I'm sure I've said this in other podcasts and I think it's worth mentioning again. We are the unsung heroes like you have to get your thrills that you got things done on the low low right if right. people if people know your name sometimes it's not for a good reason <laughs> but if like they'll just they'll just automatically bring you onto a project because they know you can get stuff done but i spend most of my time pumping up the stakeholders and like yeah that's a good idea why don't you present at the meeting cuz you have higher clout and authority than i do Absolutely. and people will listen to you so and and that takes a lot of humility and being okay with being kind of that quiet sidelines person or that quiet strength, as I like to call it. Um, but be okay that, because at the end of the day, our, our ultimate goal is to meet the objectives. That's right. That's right. We are not the star of the show. And that is something that I, you know, definitely try to convey. And I, I personally, in my, you know, role, I work from a servant leadership perspective, right? It's all about the team and and lifting them up and building them up and removing obstacles and roadblocks. 
So, yeah, so I absolutely agree with you. We are not um, the star of the show, and we are unsung heroes. We deliver and we get things done, but we're working within the confines of our team. You have to earn your stripes and set realistic expectations and goals. Project management is not necessarily a career field that you can jump into and jump into a six-figure position. That's what Ashaki and I have realized in our own experiences. And experience matters. You may need to get your start as a project coordinator or a project specialist working under the guidance of a senior project manager. Stay tuned for the conclusion of our conversation. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you.